0: Welcome to Starting Sustainability, Episode 7, Sustainable Vacations and a Big Fight with My Husband. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you're able to join me today and listen in on my podcast This podcast, if you're new, it's about how to get started with a sustainable lifestyle. I believe that everybody can do a little bit more than what they're currently doing to help the environment, and I'm not asking you to do everything that I'm talking about, but if you could just pick one or two things that would suit you and your lifestyle, that would be easy for you to incorporate, it would really make a huge difference on the world. The reason I started this podcast was because I looked on the internet for sustainable ideas, and all I could get was kind of the extreme end of way over-the-top sustainable stuff that was going to be really hard for me to incorporate into my life. So I have spent a long time searching the internet, trying to get ideas. I've muddled through everything, and I've condensed it down into a short podcast for you that is short, sweet, and simple to listen to. As promised, today we're going to talk about sustainable vacations and a big fight with my husband that I had. Before we get to those, I do want want to try a new segment called What's Going On in Kaylin's World, because that's me. I'm Kaylin. And so far, I always tell you all just the good information, and I want to share some personal information, so that way you can get to know me better. The last week of June, I went on vacation with my family. We actually call it a sibling's trip. So if you have not listened to earlier episodes, I have disclosed, so I'll share again. I am the youngest of eight children, and so once a year... We all get together and do a siblings week because we all live in different parts of the country. So this is how we get together. And it's siblings only. It's just us kids. No spouses, no children. Because when you add spouses and children to the mix, it makes for a more stressful vacation. And we like to keep ours low stress. And we understand we grew up in our family, so we're used to our family. Not everybody else is used to our family. And we're, I guess, a little bit odd. (laughs) So we did a trip out to Pennsylvania, to Philadelphia. My brother Scott lives out there. We ended up carpooling a majority of us cuz there are about there are 5 of us that live in Indiana. 4 of us did a carpool. One of them one of my siblings had to fly there and fly back cuz they had to go on different days. They had to make their vacation a little bit shorter than the rest of us. All of us did stay at my brother's house. Therefore we were able to save on a hotel. We did lots of eco-friendly activities, went to the farmers market, kayaking, Running. Yeah, this is what we do. (laughs) I'm the youngest. I'm, I probably shouldn't even disclose this, but I'm 32 and I'm the youngest. And the oldest one is 26 years older than me. And this is what we do. This is what we do every year when we get together. We'll go for kayaks and go for a run. We did bike rides. We went swimming at the pool. We played basketball. That was a ton of fun. (laughs) We had a great time playing basketball. We went downtown Philadelphia and we walked around. We got to see the Liberty Bell, Constitution Hall, which is where they signed the Constitution. We did a little area where there is a lot of shops, so we got to check out the local stores and the local flair. What really was impressive to me is that a lot of the shops we went into, they were very eco-friendly. That was it was a very pleasant surprise for me. I I couldn't quite believe it. My sister Dawn bought a couple of bracelets from a store and they came in a little drawstring sachet it's like made out of tulle a little sachet that's a drawstring on top that's how they came packaged and she bought a skirt too and when she was done with her purchases they put all of her items in a reusable bag that had the store's branding on it which i thought was wonderful marketing because now that bag is going to get used over and over so everybody will see that store later on i went into a shop And I found shampoo and conditioner bars. I have not seen these available. I've only read stories about them online, and I've seen them for purchase online. I've not seen them in an actual brick-and-mortar store. So that was very fascinating for me. So, of course, I got some. I got a shampoo and conditioner bar. I'm almost done With my current shampoo and conditioner, I have to finish them first. I don't know. It just bugs me. I have to completely finish mine first, and then I will get to the bars. And then I'm more than happy to share my experience with you guys with the shampoo and conditioner bars. But this store also had soap, homemade soap, that was packaged zero plastic, and lotion bars. I plan, someone had told me about this, to take those drawstring sachets that came around the bracelets and put those around the shampoo and conditioner bars because then they're not going to be slippery. I thought, well, that's a genius idea. I was actually just going to save them for cute little gift bags at Christmas or for birthdays. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to put them around the shampoo and conditioner bars as well. We did go out to eat because we were on vacation. We did eat most meals at home. We ate most of the meals at my brother's. And we took turns cooking and doing dishes. But we did eat out a few times. But that's okay. We ate local. We went to local restaurants and got to do the local stuff. One of the last things that we did, which was also very cool. He lives near Pennsyl or, sorry, he lives near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, near Lancaster, which is a big Amish community. So we did take a bike ride around the Amish countryside. If that's not sustainable living, <laughs> I don't know what is. <laughs> we got to see them plowing the fields with their horses, and they're they're not really tractors. I guess you would call them. It's it's their subs- It's the horse pulling the car and. You could see the kids playing on bikes and scooters, but they're, I guess, older-fashioned. They had laundry. Every single house had laundry hung up outside. Very, very sustainable, eco-friendly. I'm not saying that that you have to live like an Amish person in order to be sustainable, but I'm just saying it was very eye-opening on all the other ways to be sustainable. Growing their own gardens. We did eat at a restaurant supported by the Amish. It was their food, and they were working the restaurant. It was just really cool. Random fact, but it was the funniest thing to us. I'm not sure why, but it was just absolutely hysterical. There are the bike ride that we did around the Amish community. There is a town that's an Amish town. There are two towns in Philadelphia. One is called Intercourse, Philadelphia, and right beside it is Blue Ball, Philadelphia. I'm sorry if that was a little crude for your taste, but I just found it absolutely hysterical that of all the places to be named that, that it was an Amish community that named that. So I guess they have a good sense of humor as well. We did this vacation. I had a wonderful time. So it was just my siblings and I. My husband had to stay at home along with my kid. But it got me thinking... We, we did this. We didn't even plan this out to be sustainable. This is just what we like to do, and it just happens to be sustainable. And I thought, wow, that's really awesome. But what about those who are planning vacations or if you want to go other places? What can you do to make it a sustainable vacation? So I came up with a list of tips. Now, remember, you don't have to do all of these, but if you could just focus on one or two the next time you go on vacation, that would really be cool. <laughs> that would be very meaningful for me, and it would be meaningful to the earth. To go on vacation, you have to pick your budget and your destination, search for how you're going to get there, where you're going to stay, stuff to do, and food to eat. That's pretty much the general gist of any vacation. So hopefully, whatever your vacation is, I can help you get a couple of things going for you. First, you have to pick your destination. There are eco-friendly destinations you can aim for an eco-friendly destination. I get it. If you have family in a certain area, you're going to go visit family. But if, if you're just getting to go wherever the heck you want without any other obligations, you can pick eco-friendly destinations. You're going to have to do a little bit of research on towns, cities, and even countries that are more eco-friendly than others. I found a really great website called greendestinations.org. greendestinations.org. This website is very cool and it gives a rating on the top 100 places to travel. You can pick which country or which state. It's it's phenomenal. It gives you all the awards, what you're looking for, great ideas. How are you going to get there? You gotta travel. So you can go by airplane, car, boat, train, or bike. If you're going to do a staycation, then there's no traveling at all, which means no emissions, no fossil fuel, and you get to save a ton of money. And you'll also get to save on eating out, too, because you'll be at home. If you're going to take a plane, there are actually sustainable airlines. I didn't know this until I did a search. I said, are, are, does this exist? Are there sustainable airlines? And yes, there are. So if you're going to go, pick one of these airlines. I have the list here. Alaska Airlines, Delta Airlines, American Airlines, KLM, JetBlue, United Airlines, EasyJet, Cathay Pacific, Ryanair, I know that one's over in Europe, Flybe, F-L-Y-B-E, Flybe, British Airways, Loganair, Qantas, that's over in Australia. I did a study abroad in Australia my last semester of college, so I have a very, I have a fondness for Australia in my heart, and I flew on Qantas, and I love them. Hi Fly, Virgin Atlantic, Etihad, Etihad, I apologize, I don't know how to pronounce it, E-T-I-H-A-D, Zyman Airlines, X-I-A-M-E-N, Zyman Airlines, Air Canada, China Airlines, S-A-S, Scandinavian Airlines, and Cape Air. So I don't want to put on blast any of the airlines who did not make the list, but I just want you to be aware of the airlines that did make the list. And if it's in your price range maybe you could choose to support them. Whenever you do go to book your flight try to aim for a non-stop flight. (laughs) One it's extremely convenient especially if you're flying with kids (laughs) and two because the plane is only going to take off one time and land one time it's releasing fewer carbons so it's better for the air. I have traveled near me is the Indianapolis airport and I found this really cool. They have a charging station. It's set up like a bike. It's a seat with pedals just like a bike and there are 3 of them and they all face each other and then there's a big tabletop. So it's a it's a big table that's a higher up table with 3 seats and pedals. And you can pedal the bike while you're sitting at this table. It's near the food court so you can eat your food and pedal and you can plug your phone in and you charge. Your phone or your laptop or your iPod, whatever, whatever you're charging. It's a charging station. You have to pedal to get the charge. I thought that was great because you're going to be sitting there waiting for two hours for your airplane, and then you're going to sit in the airplane for who knows how many hours. It's just a long day of not much moving, so now you're getting your activity in, and you're also getting to do something sustainable and create your own energy. Very fascinating to me. If you're going to drive a car to your destination, then you can carpool. Most families are doing this anyways. <laughs> but carpooling, if you're going with another couple, or for example, me, I went with my siblings, we all got to ride in the car together. If you're going to rent a car, say you might it's a really far away place, you're either renting a car to drive there or you have to fly there and rent then rent a car, try to get an electric or a hybrid if that's possible. Obviously the smaller the car, the less emissions versus a gigantic Hummer or something. Another way to travel is a train ride. This is neat and exciting. I've been on a train a few times in my life. It's very scenic, and it's great because no one person is stuck driving. So you can, if you don't have kids, then you and your husband can just sit there and watch a show or a movie or stare out the window and enjoy that. There's, it frees it up. That, that way there's not all that stress of the one person driving or rotating drivers. And you don't have to worry about traffic jams because there aren't exactly a whole lot of other trains getting jammed up on the tracks. So you don't have to worry about that. I do want to share a story. We celebrated our two-year wedding anniversary last month. So we went to Connorsville, Indiana. And then there is a train ride down to Metamora, Indiana. And Metamora is a cute little historic town where you can walk around and get to see the blacksmith and the candle maker. And it's a little live play acting. You can shop there and stuff. It's just a neat little experience. So we took the train down there. It was an hour-long train ride. Because the town was only 15, it was a 15 minute drive away, but the train doesn't go as fast as your car, so it did take longer. Now this is a touristy train, so the experience is different versus if you were to take an Amtrak and actually travel from Chicago to Indianapolis or whatever. If you were doing a big long travel, that train's going to go a little bit faster. It was fine there, It it should have been a 15 minute drive, but it was an hour long train ride. And we were fine there, and we had my son who was one. He was with us, and he was was great the whole way there. There were lots of other kids bouncing around. He was just excited. We got there, did the town, and then it was definitely time for a nap on the ride back, and he could not fall asleep on the train, and he cried the whole time. So it was a very miserable hour (laughs) that we had to endure. So be aware, if you take the train, it will be a little bit slower, but you won't have the stress, and you won't have the traffic jams, but it will be a little bit slower. Check it out, some will be a little bit more pricey and some are going to be cheaper. So plan your budget. Whatever your budget is, you'll have to plan your train and your train route accordingly. Lodging, once you get to your destination, you gotta figure out where you're gonna stay. Of course, the cheapest lodging is going, and probably the most eco-friendly is going to be backpacking, like a backpacking tent, camping or even glamping are going to be some of your other options. For really cool experiences, tree houses are coming in. A lot of tree houses are available on Airbnb and VRBO, which is Vacation Rentals by Owner. You can use both those sites, Airbnb and VRBO, to also look for more support local and to be a little bit more sustainable because it is people's houses, so they're taking care of it. Hostels is another option. However, we don't really they're not very popular here in the US. We just don't have them when you travel to other countries to I've been to Europe and to Australia and hostels were everywhere. There are restrictions on the hostels on age and group traveling and it is more community style. So it's going to be a bunch of people in one room and a bunch of people sharing the kitchen. But I was just letting you know that hostels are another option. You can also check out hotels and resorts So I'm not saying that you have to go the camping and the roughing it way or staying at a stranger's. If you're not comfortable with those, there are hotels and resorts, and they're definitely green hotels and eco-friendly resorts. They do exist. Try to get one with a kitchen because then you're going to cut on waste from eating out. Another option are your hotels and resorts. So if you don't want to do the rough-it route, I'm not saying that's the only way to go, you can definitely get a hotel and a resort, and they do have green hotels and eco-friendly resorts. You will have to do a little bit of research, but they do exist. Try to plan your hotel resort stay in an area where there are plenty of things to do within walking distance. That's going to really help out. And in the hotel room, you can get one with a kitchen because that's going to cut on waste from eating out. Opt to reuse towels and bed sheets, that's going to save on your water and electricity to wash them. Bring your own shampoo, conditioner, body wash from home, that way you're not relying on their little tiny single-use shampoo, conditioner, body wash, plastic bottles that are all going to get thrown away. So just bring your stuff from home and you'll save on that waste. While you're out, turn the lights off, and also while you're gone for the day, adjust the thermostat. Be sparingly with your air and your thermostat. Just adjust it to, to what's needed. And if you're going to be gone, then you can adjust the temperature since you're going to be gone. When you, It's a small space. It's going to cool off or heat up very quickly, within 10 minutes, I promise, of returning from being out for the day. While you're on vacation, you got to have some stuff to do. You can go to museums, parks, zoos, movies, catch a show. That's usually the pretty normal vacation-y type stuff. If you're looking for more eco-friendly, sustainable activities pretty much anything outdoors, go visit nature, go hang out outside, hiking, biking, fishing, go to the beach, you can go swimming there, paddle boats, canoes, so many different things that you can do. If you're in a city area, just walk around as much as you can. I mentioned earlier getting a hotel nearby, so that way you don't have to drive your car back and forth, but you can walk around to your destinations, walk and explore. You can do a bike ride around the city, they do bike tours, Also a tour bus. If you're not able to bike and walk so much because of a disability or injury or whatever the case may be, a tour bus is a great option as well because at least then you're carpooling. I thought this was a really cool idea to volunteer somewhere. You can volunteer at an animal sanctuary, soup kitchen, beach cleanup. Just lend a helping hand. Whether it's sustainable or not, lending a helping hand, that's a very wonderful experience to do on vacation. Are you shopping on vacation? Of course you got to go shopping. Bring a reusable bag. (laughs) Or find a store that's going to give you items in a reusable bag. And now you get an extra reusable bag. One of the last parts about vacationing, you got to eat. Eating out is definitely a big source of waste, but you can plan it out and reduce your waste. Bring your own reusable coffee cups and water bottles And minimize waste from snacks. Plan this out. You can get bulk snacks, put them in jars or in tubs. This is perfect for the road trip there, the road trip back, while you're out and about doing things. Definitely pack food in the car for your trips as well. That'll reduce on fast food because that's, I mean, there's a lot of waste associated with fast food. But if you have to get some fast food, I've been in that position where we ran out of food or something happened to the food, like my dog ate it. (laughs) So then we had to go get fast food. You can bring your own utensils and cloth napkins and definitely skip the straw. You don't need that straw. You can go to farmer's markets and go grocery shopping and dine locally. You can also cook at your condo, hotel, wherever you're staying, campground, cook where you're at. So I hope that this has been very helpful. You don't have to do all of these the next time you go on vacation, but if you could grab a couple of these ideas and implement them, fantastic. And I hope that you enjoy your vacation as much as I did. But make sure to stay in tune with your spouse. And that's leading me into why I had a big fight with my husband. (laughs) While I was out on vacation, my husband immediately went and bought a giant box of disposable diapers. He didn't even try to do the cloth diapers. And this is after I sat down and showed him how to launder them and wrote out directions. I worked my butt off all week pre-prepping all of the diapers in the house. So that way he wouldn't even really need to wash them because he would have enough to get him through the week until I got back. But it just goes to show, the more that I try, the more anti-sustainable he is. We call this our little war on waste. You probably have your own war on waste. Let me tell you a story. There was one night at church group. We have our little ladies church group every Tuesday night. There was one night where the ladies were telling me about this trash battle that they have with their husbands. The men will take out the trash and then they will not put the next trash bag in. And it drives them crazy. And one woman spoke up about this and then everybody else was like, me too, me too, same here. <laughs> one woman was even telling me about how the trash will get full and it's his job to take it out and he doesn't. So then she will pile up the trash on top of the garbage or even beside the garbage until it's finally taken out. Holy cow. <laughs> I did not realize how lucky I was that my husband will take out the trash and put the next bag in I did not realize that this was such a thing, (laughs) but I am very lucky about that But don't be jealous. We have our own war on waste (laughs) We definitely go head-to-head when it comes to recycling And it is 100% the more that I do the more anti-heat is when it comes to recycling It all started a few years ago down in Florida We took the trash and the recycling bins outside. I had another cardboard box, whatever, that I needed. Oh, okay, so I'm going to go outside and I'm going to go put it in the recycling bin that's already outside. Well, it was very windy and our recycling bin had flipped over on the side and it was all going down the street. So then I came inside and got my husband and said, Hey, will you come help me pick up all this recycling? It's blowing all down the street into all of our neighbor's yards. So, he, okay, so he puts his steak down that he had just made, puts it on the coffee table. Gets up and he comes with me, and we go collect all the recycling and put it back, back in the recycling bin, and we secure it so it won't blow over again. And then he comes back inside the house, and he sits down. And he goes, "What? Where, where'd my steak go?" And I said, "What?" He goes, "I had just made a steak when you came and got me, and I want to eat it. Where did it go?" And I said, "I, I don't know. I didn't even realize you had a steak. I didn't touch it." So then we both turn and we look at the dog. Who's <laughs> a 70-pound pit bull lab mix who avoids eye contact with us and turns and cowers. He's like, Did you did you eat my steak? Ruger, that's our dog's name, Ruger. Ruger, did you eat my steak? Immediately he's cowering and hiding his eyes and turning his head and he starts he starts slowly crawling, walking away. <laughs> so From that day forward, Channing's been anti-recycling because the dog ate his steak when I made him go help me pick up the recycling. (laughs) So that's where this stems from. When I came back from vacation, I'd already mentioned he bought all the disposable diapers. So that kind of got under my skin a little bit. I didn't say anything. I was in the process of letting go. Then there was one night last week where my husband took the recycling out of the house to go put it out in the garage we have bins in our house that collect it, and then we have giant bins in the garage that we put in because that's what we put out by the curb. And these are bins that have been assigned to us by our local recycling company. We can only use these bins by the curb. So he takes it from the house, and he goes out there, and he goes, Ah, the recycling is full. And so then he proceeds to open up the trash bin and dump all of the recycling from the house into the trash bin, and I lost my mind. because <laughs> This sparked a huge argument because... He, I already understand that he's not huge into recycling and he will throw a lot of stuff away and I will go through the trash and I will get out the beer cans and the soda cans and I will get the plastic pudding cups and the plastic applesauce cups and I will get all those and I will rinse them, the milk jugs, the water bottles, I'll get them all, I'll rinse them, I'll empty them out, I'll put them back in the recycling where they were supposed to go in the first place and I don't even say anything to him that I've been doing this all week long, that I do this all the time, where I'm constantly going through the trash and trash and fixing the recycling for him just to turn around and watch him dump it all in the trash. My heart broke. You've got to be kidding me. I do all this work to be re- sustainable and recycling, and now you're dumping it in the trash. And by the way, the recycling bins aren't even full. There was one cardboard box in there. It just had not been smashed down. I'm like, you didn't even try to recycle these items. And this erupted into a gigantic battle I lost it we went head-to-head for a little bit after that eventually we dropped it moved on but I just wanted to point out to everybody if you want to reduce stress and arguments in your marriage if this sounds like a great thing for you number one way that you can do this is to produce less trash produce less recycling produce less waste all in general go sustainable <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast today. I do hope that it was enjoyable for you. I appreciate your support. Remember, if you're new, please click the subscribe button. That way people can actually start to find my podcast. And if you want to know more, please check out www.startingsustainability.com. And if you want to communicate with me directly, you can email me at Kaylin, because that's my name, Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at starting sustainability.com Thank you everybody and have a wonderful week.